All right, we are back um, on that brief little hiatus there. Um, I did a little intro before Levy, uh, but we are here with Chris Levy, the owner of Levy Pool. Levy, how's it going? Great, Goose. How are you? Doing all right. Um, I, I kind of mentioned this uh, prior. I did a little intro by myself, and uh, as you know, we're running out of hosting space, so I'm going to try and make this um, a little quicker than normal. Hopefully, um, next week will be the new start of the cycle the new month and we can get everything back on schedule so this is going to be brief this is the first interview and hopefully it goes well anything else you want to let's do it all right um we're gonna start with the twitter scandal um that basically you created levy um yesterday a tgil listener ben kaczynski uh tweeted at myself and levy pool um questioning eight minute episode sad at Levy Pool, at me. Um, and I guess not a lot of people know this, but I do have access to the Levy Pool Twitter account. So I got the notification to my cell phone. I clicked. You are, you're the vice president of Levy Pool. Yeah, I, I am the vice president of Levy Pool. I wasn't going to say that, but I am. Um, Levy knew I had access. So why don't we just go right to you? Why did you send out the tweet that everybody is freaking out about saying I hacked the Levy Pool Twitter when you knew I had login in? Um, hack was probably a strong word. I'll admit that. But I just wanted it known because I think Ben and the other people in the Twitter sphere thought that it was me responding and praising you. Like, oh, Goose, you're amazing. You recorded on Thanksgiving. You're the best podcaster ever. And like, love everybody. And they thought that was coming. I just thought that was a little too much hype that I wouldn't have given out. I love you, Goose. Very proud of you for Thanksgiving. But they thought it was me. I just wanted to make it clear it was not me. All right. So Levy cleared the air. Um, I apologize to anybody thinking I was trying to deceive them. That was not my goal. Um, I do get the Levy pool notifications to my cell phone and I clicked on it and I responded. Um, I knew I was responding from the Levy pool Twitter too. Like I, it wasn't a mistake on my end. I knew I was doing that. Um, so I you didn't pull a Kevin Durant. I did not pull a Kevin Durant. It's, and people are trying, Oh man, I forgot this. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause it, I'm, <laughs> people think that I'm making burner. Like, no, Levy knew I had access to that account. I've tweeted from that account before. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I understand looking back on it now how people can say it's deceiving, but at the same time, Ben also added Levy Pool. Like that, I, I think people are missing that huge point. Like I didn't just come out of nowhere and respond on a burner account. I got the notification. Like that—that's how Twitter works. Right? It is. It is. But you could have just responded from your own Twitter account and given your opinion as opposed to it appearing to be. Yeah. To be honest with you, I didn't think it was. I didn't. I don't even think it would have turned into this big scandal if you didn't say, "Can we talk about how I hacked Levy Pool Twitter?" I think it would have, well, of course, because everybody would have thought that I responded. Yeah. You could have just, but you could have said, "Like to clear the air, that was goose," or like you could have texted me. There was minimal communication. That's that's on the VP of Levy Pool. And just okay. to clear the record again, um, I am the VP of Levy Pool. But if if something terrible were to happen to Levy, his brother Kyle Levy would take over, and I would still maintain the VP. I'm not trying to be the president of Levy. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm glad we have that on the record. Kyle will appreciate and I wanted, that. And this is the other thing you mentioned about KD and burner accounts. People are claiming I'm the burner guy. Like again, I had access to the Levy Pool account. I had permission to use it. I hope I didn't abuse that, but we can talk about that off air. Um, but a lot of people reached out to me regarding this incident, right? And I'm thinking about it. None of them I follow on Twitter, Levy Pool, Levy Pool follows on Twitter, or vice versa. So how can they know about this if they're not on Twitter without burner accounts? 
Is that a fair criticism? Hey, so you're, you're saying our listeners have burner accounts? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying people reached out to me about this fiasco or Twitter scandal or whatever it was that aren't on Twitter. And they're claiming I did not, I did not, I did not share this with anybody. So I exactly. found out. I, it, you know, that well, makes me feel good that if our listeners are really, you know, following along and people are talking, I think that means that we're doing a pretty good job with this spot. Exactly. And I mentioned to Levy, we will have a TGIL. It's getting its own Twitter account to clear the air here so I can respond on my own and, and not bring the tarnish. The- I think one other, one other point with this goose is have you ever used a Levy pool account in a situation where you personally were also invested. This was the first time, every other time you've been speaking on behalf of Levy Pool saying, oh yeah, we got this pool coming out or, you know, enter your picks now, that kind of yes, thing. This was the first time. That's true. You, you were personally invested in the Twitter back and forth. Very true. Very true. And and to be honest with you, Levy, I responded from Levy Pool knowing it was Levy Pool. Um, and, and I thought that was something that... To make yourself to make yourself sound no, I didn't. I did it because I got the notification. That's neither here nor there. But what I'm trying to say is, I don't think it's that shocking to see those words come out of your mouth either. Is it shocking? No, I probably would have responded something somewhat something similar, so. maybe. And, and, I, and at the time, it was just like sarcastic Twitter banter. I didn't even think there would, we would be discussing it on the pod today. I I didn't either. I and I'm I'm happy well, I'm, I'm happy that we created a Twitter scandal and the people are listening and are invested in the pod. That's right, little tease, little tease. Um, exactly. We've already gone too many, too far on that. So, uh, All right, let's move on. College football rankings. Did you see them? Yes, I saw them. Uh, any griefs? Any anything? I think the committee got it uh, perfectly correct. Um, you know, PTI and Sports Center went out today, and they talked about a potential conspiracy that the committee and the NCAA doesn't want Ohio State to make the playoff because they don't want a month long lead up. Um, with discussions about Urban Meyer and Zach Smith. And whatnot. I, I think that's ridiculous and overblown. Um, while I agree they probably feel that way, I do think that Oklahoma deserves to be ranked ahead of them. Ohio State lost by, I think it was 29 to Purdue. Like, they clearly don't deserve um, to be ahead of Oklahoma, whose only loss is to Texas, who's, you know, 15 or whatever. Texas, not that great. Maryland to beat them. Maryland almost beat Ohio State. So maybe Maryland should be in the college football playoff. I don't know. But maybe quick question. My thoughts. When, when, yeah. did, uh, when did Maryland beat Texas? Uh, that was week one, and I know you don't believe in week one wins, so I guess Maryland doesn't have to win. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. I never – this is the no, shit no, that no, no. Do you know, I you know that I'm just – I never I know, said – You know that I'm just busting balls by saying that statement. But you brought it up by knowing exactly what week Maryland beat Texas, and that's why you brought it up. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, and, and that is – Let me – can I ask you a question? Yeah, hit me. Unrelated to this, what happens if, and this obviously probably won't happen, but if Georgia, Ohio State, and Oklahoma all lose on Saturday, who gets the fourth spot? If if Georgia loses, yep. Oklahoma loses, and Ohio State loses? Yep. Yeah, exactly. So four, five, and six, I think, are all them. They all lose. Well, who do I think the committee puts in? I think the committee puts – wow, that's a good question. If right. Oklahoma loses, Georgia loses, and Ohio State loses, I think they're going to put Michigan. Well, that makes the most sense because I, I think they're seven now, and that's an interesting thing because they got ranked ahead of UCF. So you're then you're putting a ten and two Michigan team, yeah. who didn't even make their conference title game, and whose last game they gave up sixty two points. You're putting them in the playoff over a team that's mm-hmm. you know ass- assuming UCF wins undefeated. 
Yeah, well, th- this is – and I'm glad you – I mean, this is perfect. Explain to me why Notre Dame is in the playoff and UCF is both undefeated teams. I, I have to imagine that if you looked at any type of strength of schedule metric that Notre Dame's is significantly better than UCF's. Yes, I, I agree. We're in agreement there. They have a better strength of schedule. But Notre Dame all year was barely beating teams, and UCF has one. They, they're undefeated, obviously. Yeah. They have one win this year by less than ten points. Yeah, they've played Power Five conference teams, not as many as Notre Dame, not as good as Notre Dame. I, I acknowledge that, yeah. but I just don't see like just like you just said. Why is UCF below a two-loss Michigan team? It's that bad, that comp. I mean, they blew everybody out. What do you want them to do? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's like, to, be, to be fair to Michigan, their two losses are to two teams ahead of them, Notre Dame and Ohio State. Correct. But and if UCF was just barely getting by every team, I wouldn't have nearly as much of a gripe. But they're blowing everybody out. I mean, they're doing exactly what the only thing they can do is they have everybody on their schedule. You're absolutely right. They beat, they're playing everybody on their schedule. I mean, in the, in the entire time on the pod, I never said Notre Dame didn't deserve to be ranked in the top four today. My whole gripe was that they shouldn't be in over a one-loss conference champion. That was my whole gripe. That's obviously not going to happen. I agree. So, you know, what we'll see, and again, this this will all get sorted out in five years from now when they get to the 18th playoff, and then UCF will be in. What, I, what I'm kind of interested in seeing, and um, as everybody on the pod knows, I went to the Florida-Georgia game down in um, Jacksonville a few weeks ago. And there was this UCF fan there. Obviously, a lot um, are in that area. And he was going off about UCF. And I'll be very interested to see if uh, I think kind of right now it's projected that it could be UCF and Florida. Um, I think either in the Peach Bowl or in the Fiesta Bowl, I think, are the two. Um, they could face off. And that is a matchup that I would like to see just for the dynamics of Florida. Oh, UCF is going to be You know, the state of Florida. UCF. And, you know, if UCF, if UCF beats Florida, which I, I think I probably would pick them in that game, yeah. you know, then I think, you again, just like they've won, what do they want to do the last three years they've won? A New Year's Six They beat fucking Auburn last them. year. Right. So, I mean, I yeah, I, why they don't get any love, it's tough. But, I you know, I'd be curious to see what their non-conference schedule looks like and, next year, in the years to come. If they're going to start scheduling some better games so that they can, you know, if they say they play, you know, Georgia in a non-conference game and they say it's week three, so it won't not be week one, they beat Georgia and then they run the rest of the way, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. And, so I think they got to get one or two, you know, power teams on their schedule and beat them in the regular season to get into the playoffs. To be fair, they just, they did, they played Pitt and they smoked Pitt. And Pitt's playing in the ACC championship, and Notre Dame beat them by five with their starting quarterback. Yep, yep. Um, but I, I'm not – I don't think UCF should be in, whether they're undefeated or not. I just don't think Notre Dame should either. I just don't see – I don't think Notre Dame is that much – I don't think their resume is that much better than UCF's resume. I understand they're probably a better team, uh, but I don't think – I don't think that – I think their resume is significantly better. You just look at the names. You don't have to look at – Dude, like look at UCF's schedule. They smoked everybody. They have one common opponent that Notre Dame beat by five. Yeah, you, you can't play that game. It's unfair to say I, that. I'm, it is. I agree, but uh, whatever. Right, I, let's, you, move on. let's move on. We're going to move on a second. I got a question. Do you think Notre Dame is one – not resume-wise, just on paper, do you think one of, they're one of the best four teams in the country? You just said not resume-wise, but on paper. Isn't the resume not, paper? Okay. <laughs> Do you think they're one of the four best, the most talent, four most talented football football teams? Um, yeah, I would put that. Yes. Oh my 
God, that's embarrassing. No way. Let me ask you this then. How many teams would have gone undefeated with Notre Dame's schedule? Uh, I'd say Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, and Georgia. You don't think Oklahoma, Ohio State? No, I mean, I, Florida, I think, LSU. I think Ohio State, Michigan, you know, they get to play cupcake games all the time. They're playing, you know, they're scheduling Akron, you know, Georgia Southern, and they get to play yeah, right and they have one, the Maryland. Where do you, um, all right, so, so Ohio State's only loss is to Purdue. Where do you think Purdue would rank in? Um, Purdue's six and six. What do you mean, where do I think they would rank? They're terrible. No, they are terrible. Where do you think they would rank in Notre Dame's opponents, though? Like if probably if no middle of the road, oh, I'd be bottom. Stanford, Michigan, Syracuse. That's it. Okay, middle of the road. I mean, that's the fourth. I wouldn't call that the middle. All right, we're moving on. I don't. That was, we're going okay. long here. Uh, it's much easier to talk to somebody else, man. Let me tell you. Oh, oh, you think? <laughs> uh, two short segments here. Uh, das League. You're in Das League. You suck. Last place. <laughs> I. I I do suck. Uh, yeah, last place. I, yeah, I, I admitted it. I admitted it when I hosted a couple weeks yes, ago. You did. No, I lost to you. We both suck. Well, see, this is the, we don't both suck. I'm six and that, no, no, that week, that that week, we both suck. You scored like eighty points. I scored seventy. That's fair. That's fair. I, I sucked that week. Yeah, I sucked a lot of the weeks. But right now, I mean, you're three and nine. I'm six and six. Yeah, you're rolling. You might make the playoffs, just like you predicted. So that's what I'm. A- I'm asking you right now. Can I get a uh, official DOS league? Top six playoff prediction and champion prediction. Look at the uh, rankings. I'm I always look at the bottom of the rankings to see how I can get out of last place. I don't even know who's in the top, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put for my champion. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there. I don't know if it's really it's not really going out on a limb, but I'm gonna go with locker room talk. I I can't believe what <laughs> SK has been doing. Literally, I remember after the draft, we all said he had the worst team, like terrible draft. He tried trading with me, like before the season started, week one. And I, I literally remember saying to him, dude, there's not a single person on your team that I want to trade for. And now he's, you know, I know he's not in first, but he's, I think he's got by far and away the most points. Well, if I get into the playoffs, SK is going to get first because I'll beat Jay. Um, but do you, think, uh, okay. do you think that SK's team got better after trading with you? James Conner, Kenyon Drake, Michael Crabtree – for DeAndre Hopkins, Sony Michelle, Wendell Smallwood? I don't – I think for this year – I mean, everybody knows the reason I made that trade was to get a keeper for next year. Yeah, um, to keep But that. in terms of this yeah. year, I think the trade was essentially – and Sam just switched having a wide receiver for a running back. Um, it was essentially all he did. I think uh, I've gotten a consensus via text message from Das League. People think Sam lost yeah, that trade. Yeah, no, I, I – that's why I made it. I think, I think I think he blew his title chances too. Sorry, yes, yeah, man. I would have I would have kept if I were him. I would have kept Connor. I just think having a running back is more consistent than a wide receiver. Wide receiver can go off, and you know it, it's easy for them to, to go off, but it's harder for them to be consistent. That's why I'd rather have a strong running back than a strong wide receiver. So yeah, I would agree with the consensus of the league. All right, so SK's your champion. Um, the other five to make the playoffs go. Other five to make the playoffs. Uh, well, Jay's obviously already in. I guess we'll I guess we'll put the the rookie in. Who's the rookie? Um, who else is? Tim. Only one rookie. What do you mean? He's mathematically limited. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess he's not getting in then. <laughs> I don't. I seriously, I don't. I don't even know what the standings are. It's basically between. All right. So Jay, Sam, Pat are in. It's between. Stum is in. It's between Kevin, Clyde, and me. You gotta pick two out of Kevin, Clyde, you, and me. You and Kevin. To clarify, I need to win. There's no question. I need to win to get into the playoffs. This I can't lose and get the regular season. 
this is the last week of the regular season. You didn't even know that. That's why you're in last place. Yeah. Um, well, I need I'm going to play Sam, so I'm definitely. Yeah, I mean, you're in, you were going to get last no matter what, leaving. That was just happening. Well, yeah. um, well, no, last week last week was a big week because I was playing Steve. I could have, and he was also. Uh, he's, yeah, but your team's much worse. I know, but I could have beaten him, and he would have had a worse. Maybe record. your James Conner uh, will work next year. Maybe not. Yeah, let's just put it this way. I just surpassed 1,000 points when everybody else in the league has like uh, – Only two people have that, but yeah. Um, to clarify, I do need – in order for myself to get into the playoffs, the goose here, I need uh, I need to win and I need either Clyde or Kevin to lose, one or the other, and I need to win. Uh, if all three of us win, I need a shit ton of points. I'm probably not getting it. Well, good luck to you. Uh all right, thank you. Um, that concludes the discussion portion here. Um, this is kind of – We're not going to talk about Tiger Phil? Oh, shit. I forgot about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, we don't got much time. Just okay. let it go. Go ahead. Uh, did you watch live, I assume? Oh, yeah. I watched it. I had the whole thing, pay-per-view, although I didn't have to pay, unlike some of us who paid 40 bucks for it. I hope you're getting a refund. I actually got a refund. Okay. I did. I did. Can I you explain it. everybody how you paid twice for but, uh, something that everybody else got for free? I uh, was home Friday, and it was the night of that West Virginia Oklahoma game, so I, there was no question I was staying in, and I uh, was ordering that pay per view. And when I went to buy it on my TV, I at first ordered the 8 p.m. Uh, replay of it. I paid 20 bucks for an 8 p.m. <laughs> replay. And I was confused as to why I couldn't watch it, and it was just a blank screen. Um, and I was like, all right, well, I'm already in this deep. And then I bought the one that was also live. So I did spend 40 bucks. But I did get a, I did get an email telling me I didn't. Have to do that. So thank, thank you. Thank you to Turner sports and bleacher report for yeah. screwing it all up. I mean, so I've had problems with my AT&T service since moving into this apartment and I didn't even have to call them. They sent me an email that they're refunding me. Cause I guess everybody got it. Yeah. Every, 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 um, so do you watch it? Did you, did you bet on it? Uh, I did not bet on it. No. It was really – I mean it was very fun to bet on. Like, I, I think so. Um, I'll give you kind of my thoughts on the whole thing first and then you can chime in. I think Hit me. in terms of a – from a golf perspective, the first 16 holes, it, it was boring. You know, there was not much going on. They were making pars. Um, there really weren't that many great birdie opportunities in any that there were. They couldn't make putts. Um, so the golf just wasn't good. And I think Charles Barkley even said that at one point. Can I? Once Tiger, you want to finish? No, go ahead. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I agreed the golf was bad, but I don't think it was boring. I thought the how they were mic'd up. I know it like they're not, they weren't like talking very like it wasn't a great conversation they were having. But I thought, yeah, because you had to hear, hear Phil breathe the whole time. He couldn't even walk up a hill. But I did without an oxygen mask. At least the first couple holes, it was, it was kind of awkward. But I still, I thought that was awesome how they had them mic'd up like that. Oh yeah, it was great. I would have liked to uh, see more interact because what I love is even on you know regular tournaments interactions between the the golfer and the caddy. Okay, do I hit the five? Do I hit the four? What's the wind doing? That stuff kind of interests me. I would have liked to see more on that. But yeah, I, these guys like Tiger's just not a guy that's going to go out there and have a conversation of the course like. And you saw it the last you know six holes. He was just in the zone trying to win the thing, and there was no talking from that point on. See, he was just laser focused. He, but like, he, I mean, this is going to sound dumb. Like, obviously not. But like, he wasn't like you're a golf guy. I'm not really as much of a golf guy as you are. There was no way he was like as locked into putting on 18 as he was to like putting on 18 at the Masters, right? I I would think it's pretty close. Uh, really, I didn't think. See, yeah. I kind of it felt like a joke. The whole thing. No, not at all. They both really wanted to win, and and you could you could see if there was one 
Why was he giving him gimme putts then if he really wanted to win? No, I mean, you can understand that when they're doing that 93-yard hole or whatever it was, you know, Phil doesn't want to win on a four-foot putt. That's not... You know, what do you mean he doesn't want to win? Why not? If you want to... Like, you just told me he wants... He wouldn't want to win the that way? Well, uh, okay, so, uh, again, this is this is Phil. This is not Tiger. I don't know if Tiger okay. gives him that putt. Okay. Phil does. Because Phil was more about it being, you know, a TV show and being for fun. And he was joking around. I'm, I'm just specifically talking about Tiger. He was in the zone. He wanted to win. I think if it was flip-flop... He would not have given Phil that. I mean, there's no doubt Phil's a degenerate gambler, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was awesome to watch. Um, I didn't bet every single hole, but, like, I did have my um, computer open, and you could, like, see the odds for every hole. It was really yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I like and, that. and like I told you during the event, I thought the best bet throughout was to bet on a half because most of the time they were just both making par. Yeah. I mean, that's laying, like, a lot of juice, though. That's a hard to do every single hole. Yeah, they, it was flipping. Like, I saw some of them were up to, like, 180, but some of them were down on, like, the one – Minus one thirty range that you could yeah dude, when somebody when they when there would be like two or three in a row that's when they would drop it yeah exactly that's I guess basic math I guess there. right right um so I will say, the other thing yeah about the broadcast overall um, Darren Clark was terrible you could barely understand what he was saying and his insight just wasn't good um, Peter Jacobson was fine he seemed to talk a lot Ernie Johnson I love him I thought he was kind of you know. I think he could have played a different role and they tried to, you know, every hole they're talking about, Oh, Phil's odds just changed to 78%. Like, yeah, no <laughs> shit. When you're up one with two holes to play, your odds of winning are higher. Like that's how anything works. Projections. Like all that stuff was stupid. Um, yeah. No. What, what they really should have done. The only guy that was funny was Charles Barkley. He should have been out on the course with them. That would have been way more fun. Him arguing like with Justin Verlander was probably the highlight of the commentary. So I think they could have done a much better job you know, with the announcers, with what they were doing in between shots. And, and frankly, they probably should have just they should have put them on a golf cart. When they're driving 300 yards and they're taking a five-minute walk to the ball, just put them on a cart and let's move on. You know, I understand that you want to have some back and forth and have that going to the green or something. But it, it just took – there's too much dead time to really make it fun. Um, I heard one idea that um, was actually on uh, the Tony Kornheiser podcast. He was joking that him and Wilbon should have, like, played the back nine while they were playing. And then in between shots, you show the – two of them playing and they're just joking around, which I don't think is the worst idea ever. Um, in reality, you probably want something like Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth going and doing that. But I think that's another, <laughs> another way to make it more fun is maybe have two men. But at the same time, like you had, yeah, but you have like Barkley on set there. Like you could have easily had Kornheiser and Wilbon playing on the back nine. Easily. Oh, absolutely. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's just fun. It was, but that's kind of what I was saying. It doesn't sound like you, it sounds like you thought it was kind of like a boring broadcast throughout. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, especially the first 16 holes, especially once Tiger chipped in, then it became interesting. That last, the 93 yard hole repeating it, that was freaking stupid. They're team and they're oh, team off so of cool. green. Like it's not even regular grass that they're used to hitting off of. It's like hitting off a mat at a driving range. That was, so I, I, I think that's why Tiger hit those few shots long, um, to start out. I, I just thought that was stupid. Um, but you know, there's not much they can do because obviously that, you know, it had that light, it's not going to put the lights on them higher golf course so i understand why they did it i wish uh, the other thing too is i wish that i think they could have made the course a little bit easier for them um and actually beforehand i predicted they would go out and shoot like 73 i think probably ended up shooting around 70 um but i think if they made the course a little bit easier maybe slowed down the green put some easier pin positions you would have seen more birdies 
and it would have been a lot more action. I think there's just too many pars, too many halves to really get people excited. That's fair. I think the, I mean, there's no question they played bad golf. I mean, I said, I, I mean, I'm not even a golf guy and I knew that right at the end. Like, they should have made a lot more. Yeah. And they didn't play great. But that being right. said, I had more fun watching that than I, I would say 75% of golf I've watched in my life. Is that crazy? Uh, yeah, I think so. But but I'm a, but I'm a golf I'm, guy. You're not a golf guy. You're you're a gambler. You're yeah, a gambler. No, and I think and that is the, you can't. And, but that's it. This is yeah. the future of sports and in every sport is sitting there and betting on the next play, the next event. You know, not sitting. This is so awesome. Right? So awesome. I mean, that's the future. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, it is. Um, but I'm. Just, I mean, that is true. But I'm not even saying about. I mean, the gambling made it awesome. But I'm just saying, like the broadcast, like how they were mic'd up. The, I, you probably appreciate this, but regular golf is like old and oh, absolutely. Boring. And the, the other thing that I, you know, in some respects liked about this pay per view is not all the commercials. And I feel like you know, you watch on CBS and it's, oh, we got to do the Kanaka Minolta swing vision. We got to do the Traveler's shot of the day. Like all that bullshit. Like this didn't have it. The worst thing that it had was Capital yeah. One commercials, but that was with Charles Barkley and Samuel L. Jackson. So it was funny. It was okay. Oh, no, so I, I like that. I, I just thought like just having them mic'd up walking, even that those dudes didn't say anything and it was awkward and they're both kind of boring. It's still better than like watching regular golf to me, at least to me. That's how I felt. Yeah. And, and the other thing too, I think if they, who's the, I forget who the guy interviewing them were, but that guy was an idiot. Yeah. He was asking terrible questions, had no idea like what they were even talking about. If you had a real, like either you have Charles Barkley um, or even like a guy like Steve, Steve Sands, who's on you know, NBC Somebody that actually knows what they're doing and not some idiot from Turner. Um, I think you would have had better interactions and somebody that causing commotion between the two of them um, instead of it kind of being forced and weird. And Um, All right. We're wrapping that up. Um, So this is the interview portion where hopefully in the future I will be bringing on more guests um, than just you, even though you are the first. Um, So these are going to be the basic interview questions. This is TGIL. I can't do any more college football parlays because the season has ended uh, as far as the regular season. So we did finish the year six and four. Um, Time out. Do they do that? You can't do a parlay this weekend or just doesn't work. It's it's not the ones that you would like to do. Correct. I mean, yes, correct. No, that's fair. That's fair. The season has changed. It's not the same board anymore. Um, so it is a gambling podcast still. So I have four gambling questions uh, here for Levy. Uh, Levy, what was the first bet you ever remember making? Uh, the first bet I remember making, it was a winner, first of all. It was, I want to say, I could look up the year, but I think it was probably about 2000, the Travers at Saratoga. I bet on Lemon Drop Kid. Won the Travers. I think I guess I have no idea, but something like six to one or something. So maybe I won like twenty five bucks. Who knows? But that was the first bet I remember making. And to this day, when I go to Saratoga, I look at um, you know the lineage and whatnot. And anytime there's a you know a father or grandfather that's lemon drop kid, always bet on that horse because I still remember um, him winning the Travers back. You know, Awesome. Uh, I'll I'll answer because I'm going to be interviewing. I'll give my answer as well. My first bet, I don't remember the year, was also at Saratoga, and it was also a horse to win, and I probably made like 18 bucks or something. Uh, Roundhouse Susie, I believe, was the name. Ooh. Something like that. Definitely Susie. Maybe it was Round Kick, something like that. Yeah, a little um, Philly. So interesting. Yeah, both of our first bets were at Saratoga. Very interesting. Nice. Um, your worst beat of your life. 
Um, worst beat, uh, I, I'm not a big better. Like, I don't bet on individual games that often. Um, yeah, we should have clarified that. I'm much more of a degenerate gambler than you. Yeah, I'm more into the pools. You know, I'd rather do something yeah. for an entire event, but I'm not sitting there, but, oh, I'm going to bet this line, minus six. Today. I just don't do that. It's not for me. Probably because I've lost too much, and that's, you know, this bad beat. I remember um, being in high school, and we used to bet with uh, the ostrich, and I, whatever, it was some random, you know, big Monday game. It was probably, like, you know, Duke, Kansas, or something like that. I don't know. That wouldn't be a big Monday game big Monday game, but whatever, some random college basketball game. And I had whatever team, you know, minus six and they're up by 10 the whole game. So I think I'm going to win. And then, you know, it comes down to free throws. They miss a couple. The other team hits a couple. And then all of a sudden, Oh, time runs out, hit a game wing three, you know, your classic backdoor cover. And I lost the game. And then I quit betting because I lost like 50 bucks to, to guys. So that's my worst beat. Uh, my worst beat, uh, easiest one in my life, uh, happened like two, I want to say two years ago. Um, I was doing like I give out on the podcast college football parlays. I had like a five or a six team where I was getting real frisky. And uh, I had Oklahoma State money line. They were like minus 2,000 to be uh, Central Michigan. They were up four points with four seconds left and lost the game with the ball, with the ball, <laughs> up four with four seconds and lost the game. Uh, they got completely screwed. The refs admitted they screwed up. You can look it up on YouTube. Uh, the best winning bet of your life. Oh, best winning bet. I don't know. That's fair. You don't have to have one. You're, we're going to have to come back. We might have to, have to re-air this segment. I don't know. We can re-air. I mean, you definitely, there's no question if you gamble, you remember the bad ones a lot more than you remember the good ones. For sure. Um, this probably, yeah, this is probably not my bet, like money-wise. I don't know. I'm not like giving out numbers or anything, but when, uh, Russell Wilson threw that interception in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. I had the yep. Patriots. So that was probably the best one I've ever had. I mean, the yep. luckiest, whatever you put it. I also had the Patriots against the Falcons, but the the way that Russell Wilson threw that interception was – I'll never forget that. I was on the couch at Norwood. Uh, were you there? Uh, yes, I was. Good, good day. Um, all right. And you want to give a pick for this week? Um, sure. I was not prepared for this, so I – just pulled up scores and odds. I'm going to give a, a college basketball game tonight, actually. That's okay. Uh, it's okay. I mean, I don't know if people are going to – people probably weren't going to put it in. No, they probably ahead. shouldn't because I literally just pulled it up and started scrolling to find something that I left. Okay. Who do you got? Um, Virginia on the road at Maryland giving – I think it's two and a half. Virginia. Yeah, I, I agree with that. After – Maryland played the best game of their – I mean, they played the two best games of their season already. Uh, maybe. We'll see about that. Texas and Ohio. Hey, Texas or Maryland plays a. What you, I'm talking about. I'm talking about basketball. Oh, oh, oh my bad. I, I was, I was a, you think Maryland's playing more football? That that my over was a football over though. I know it was. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I would hope a 77 over was a football over, <laughs> not a basketball. Virginia is given two and a half to Maryland. It's actually it's, a, it's three. Sorry, three. Um, on the road at Maryland. Yeah, six. Both teams are six and zero. I bet against Maryland already once this year and lost. They probably lost. Yeah, they. I did it. They won by like forty. Who was it? It was like last week. Marshall. Yeah, Mar- Marshall. Yeah, I took Marshall plus like eleven, and they got smoked. Yeah, everybody was high on Marshall and. Maryland showed him who's boss. D'Antoni's the coach, right? D'Antoni's brother? I have no idea. I believe so. We can fact check that later. All right. Um, we're running long here. I'll probably have to delete like the first three episodes in the 
<laughs> this, is, this could be the best episode. Though. I was going to say, this one does sound much better. Uh, you mentioned we did have a brief conversation before we started recording. Um, I am currently drinking the Highland Plum Nectar Sour. What do you got? That sounds pretty good. I've never had that before. Where's that based on? What's that? Where's that based on? Highland. It's out of North Carolina. Oh, very good. I have a uh, Blue Point Winter Ale. Mmm. I don't think I've had that. Levy, let me ask you. Why aren't you on Untapped? Uh, you. We talk about this all the time. I don't, how many are you up to now? you got to be up to over 1,000, right? Ooh, you want me to brag? Okay, hold on. Yeah, no, I would like to know. And while you're checking, I'll give my reason. I was kind of late to the game, but I, and when I thought it was late to the game, you had like 70, and I was like, oh, I don't want to start now. I'm going to be way behind. And now you're at like 1,000, and I probably should have started when you were at 70, and I'd probably be at, at you know 700 or something, but I'm not. And now it's just too late, so I'm out. I've tried 1,284 different beers. Bad. Um, follow me on Untapped, Matt Syracuse, and leave you. Join eventually, maybe. I mean, it's better better late I than never. I guess so. Right? I mean, I just joined Instagram with uh, Levy Budding on my own Instagram. Just Levy Bull. I just joined this year, so I'm definitely a, a late, late adapter. And we should. I do not have any access to Levy Pool Instagram, for the record. Good to know. So, so any only, picks are, any dick pics are mine, not yours. So you're saying. <laughs> any dick, hey, and uh, we 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 do share the same birthday. I thought yeah, listeners should sure. April fifteenth, nineteen ninety one. Little brain connection. All right, Levy, we gotta go right. here. Um, Peace. All right, I'll give two picks. Take Syracuse plus four and a half and over over 77 in Oklahoma, Texas this weekend. See if I can get that loaded. Peace.